Miracle night. Need a miracle? Your miracle is here today. Right now. Welcome to Miracle Night. Your miracle is here. Your host, Prophet Jason Leopard. Alrighty, guys, if you would here on TikTok, if you'll give me a like down at the bottom or comment down at the bottom, give me a like, give me a heart or whatever. It uh, pushes the algorithm out if you would. Tonight, guys, if you want to go to our radio station, you can log on at www.thekingdomradio.com. You can go on there and listen to our live radio 24 hours a day and listen uh, when we go live. Uh, All righty, guys. If you would, give me a heart. Give me a like on TikTok. It pushes our algorithm out. Listen, guys, we are live on TikTok, too. You can go back and listen to these on thekingdompodcast.com. Go to that website, and you can go back and listen to this if you miss it. So you can go back and listen to these uh, uh, outreaches and go to our website at www. We got all kind of websites, Uh, but you can go to the the website at www.godsavingministries.com. That's our main website. Uh, and all these other ministries are just outreaches. Um, you guys, you guys can go on there as well. Okay, guys, we are teaching on um, we are teaching on knowing your enemy, and we're we're going to see what the Word of God has to say about your enemy. I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys before I get into this. I want to let you guys know you cannot hang around just anybody. Uh, the old saying is, my grandpa used to say. You, you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas. Has anybody ever, said, has anybody ever heard that old saying? You, you lay down with dogs, you wake up with fleas. <laughs> so be careful who you hang around. Now, you can minister to people. You can love people. You can show people the light. You can minister to them, but having them come in your house and lay in your bed and, 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 and be around them all the time is a different story. And Jesus did not hang around the Pharisees. He did not. He only gave. He only put his life and, and and stuff into the twelve disciples. Okay, he didn't hang with people that had devils and and walked with devils. He did, he just didn't hang with them. Uh, so be careful who you're joined with, and be careful who you move into your house. Be careful who you move around your land, because what happens is is the spirit that's on them can rub off on you and 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 we listen guys we don't fight people I, I don't hate no one I don't dislike no one I dislike the spirit that they have on their life listen the spirit has to go the devils have to go some people has demons they know not of so be careful who you hang with be careful and I'm gonna go to some scripture and let you guys know what I'm talking about tonight how to know your enemy according to the scripture, how God referred to the enemy. He referred him as a dragon. He referred him as a serpent. Listen, serpents are smooth. They, they can sneak up on you when you least expect it. And that's what the Bible refers the devil as, as a serpent. It also refers him as a devil. It also refers him as a dragon. A dragon has power to overcome you and make it look like he's big. The Bible refers him as a roaring lion. So a roaring lion will scare you into something 
and, and these are tactics we need to know the enemy uses to come against us. Come on. Listen, if we don't learn our enemy, he's going to kick our butt. Come on. We have to learn what we're faced against. Come on. That was the problem in the garden, guys. The problem in the garden was they never would have got deceived if they knew their enemy. The Bible said he was more subtile. That subtile word in the Greek means craftiness and, 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 and experience. He was more experienced. So see, experience is good when you face the devil. Come on, you got to know the devil and his tactics. Be not aware of his devices. See, he uses things to trap us and make us fall. Come on, he's more crafty than us. He, he's more experienced than us. So, I don't know about you, but when you're in a fight or in a boxing match, you're going to try to learn your opponent. Your opponent is not that person beside you. Come on. They're made in the likeness and image of God. But your opponent is the one that's trying to destroy you, the one that's trying to trip you up, and the one that's trying, the one is trying to trip you up and send you back to hell. That's what it is. He, he's trying to trip you up. He's trying to make you unworthy. He's trying to get your name out of the Lamb's book of life. He's trying to trip you up. He's trying to make you curse God. He's trying to, and that's another trick he does too. See, he makes you worry because he knows it displeases God. So see, the devil is trying to trip you up and make you worry, make you doubt God because he knows it gets you out of the position of God. Now, I'm going to teach you about your enemy tonight and what God has shown me the enemy tries to do. He, he allows loved ones to come around you and you say, oh, but they want to be around me. See, sometimes the enemy will send people in, in sheep clothing. Come on. The enemy will send something as a form of a light to a Christian. Come on. You've got to be aware of your enemy. That word, that word, that word subtile means craftiness. That word subtile in the Greek means it, it, it means what it means. It means experience. He's more crafty. He's more smarter than you. But who knows? God can give us knowledge to overcome the enemy. He gave Jesus knowledge, but we got to stay in our word. The word, David said, the, the word is like a lamp under my feet, God in my every path. So the word is going to keep you from your enemy. Guys, don't read the word. Study it. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. When you study something, you meditate on something. You get the knowledge from God. God will show you how to defeat your enemy. He will show you how to defeat your enemy. Listen, guys, we're on a page on Facebook. I have made a page on Facebook. It says 10,000 people we're going to reach for Christ at the end of this year. God promised me 10,000 people. Listen, I don't care how you do it. Just reach them. Just pull them in here. Let them hear the word of God. Guys, we got to get busy. We got to put legs to our faith. That's another thing he does to a minister. He tries to wear you out so you'll quit. He tries to wear you out so you'll quit. He tries to, he, the first thing he hits you with is your finances. These are some tactics he hits you with, guys, and don't fall for them. Don't you dare fall for them. 
because he's trying to make you worry because the Bible said, do not worry about tomorrow, let it take care of itself. Jesus tried to tell us. And when we worry, we displease God. When we displease God, God, listen, worry, doubt gets God out of the picture. When you're worrying, you're, it's a form of doubt. Quit worrying about your bills. Pay your tithes and do what God tells you with your finances and don't worry about it. He's got you. See, the Bible says whoever asks God for something and doubts in his heart, he's like the wave of the sea. Listen, when he asked, God's fishing a blessing. When he doubts, God says, nope, I'm not gonna do it. He's doubting in me. See, Jesus, Jesus called the people. He said, come follow me and I'll make you a fisherman man. You know what that word make means? That, make, that word make means in the Greek, it means develop. See, God wants to teach you whether the, all these people, oh, I went to church, I fell on the floor, we talked in the Holy Ghost, boy, we had church, we sung all night, but we didn't get in the word. Listen, guys, God is trying to teach us. That's all Jesus come about doing is teaching people the kingdom. Jesus' ministry, when he down here, he demonstrated teaching. Why? Because teaching, listen, teaching, the fivefold ministry, the teacher, is the smallest finger, but it's the most powerful. See, people don't want to be taught anymore. They want a good sermon. Oh, I yell, ha, ha, ho, ha, and, and then get the spirit and fall out on the floor and thought they had a good service. But my friend, let me tell you something. You don't have a good service unless you've been taught and learned something. You asked half of the people in the church today, did you learn anything when you went to church tonight? No, didn't. I didn't learn a single thing. Uh, we had good church though, brother. We hopped in the floor and, and, and we spit and talked in tongues, shot up a mama and all this stuff. We fell on the floor, the demons cast it out. But I said, did you learn anything? No. That's why people are perishing from a lack of knowledge. It ain't lack of reading the word. They read the word to the blue in the face. It's because we don't meditate on his precepts Day and night. We don't meditate on what God is truly saying to us. We just want to hear a word and go walk out the door. We don't have time to be taught anymore. See, God wants to teach us. He wants to teach us. And that's why Jesus focused in on his ministry when he was on the earth about teaching. He taught the kingdom. He taught the kingdom. Nobody's got time to, to listen to some teaching anymore. Listen, let's go back to the old school. When we went to, when we went to a, a Sunday, uh, man, I love Sunday school. You know, I used to love Sunday school, but you rarely see that in the church anymore because nobody want to be taught anything. They don't want to listen to some good teaching. Why? Because teaching develops us and, and gets us equipped to overcome our enemy. Come on, guys. Teaching will get you to a, a level to overcome your enemy. You got to understand, this ain't how big you holler and how big you got the anointing and how big you cast out demons and flop in the floor and speak in tongues. It's not all about that. It's about what you know. Teaching is the most important. That's right. That's right, Coco. Teaching is the most important. 
Why? Because it teaches us to overcome our enemy, to know our enemy, to know his tactics, to know what he does so we can get out of position with God. That's his whole purpose. He does not want you in position with God. Why? Because he knows when you're by daddy, all, it's all over. He knows when you learn to walk with God, it's all over. Sunday school was my favorite. It was. Sunday school was my favorite. But let's go to the Word. Let's go to the Word. Let's don't get sidetracked here. The Bible says, and I want, I want you to go to... Uh, I want you to go to First uh, Peter 5, verse 8. It says, be sober. My, my, my. Who's got drunk in here tonight? Who used to drink beer? Who, who used to get drunk? Listen, when you're, when you're not in your right mind, you're, you're not paying attention to your surroundings. Let's meditate on it. Let's don't go too fast tonight. Let's meditate on what we're reading here. Be sober. When you're sober, you're you're aware of your surroundings. But when you're drunk, you ain't surround, you, you, don't, you don't even know what's beside you. Always be sober. Because I assure you, it says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, whose adversary? Your adversary. The devil. As a roaring lion, that means he's sneaking up on you and he's going to scare you. So the next time he tries to put fear on you, God said, do not fear what man can do unto you, but fear God. He can take your body and soul to hell. Listen, if you're trying to fear going down the road, that's not of God. The Bible says, the Bible says that God hasn't gave you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. There's no fear from God. The only fear you got to have is fear him. That's it. You're not supposed to walk in fear. When you walk in fear, you're not trusting God. Come on. My wife last week, a couple weeks ago, uh, I had somebody come. I was sitting here preaching. I, this this true story. I was sitting here preaching on Miracle Night, just like tonight, and she was going down the road, and a guy come up. They couldn't get in touch with me. A guy come up to my door said, your wife's in the ditch upside down. <laughs> I just looked at him like, well, he said, you're not worried? I said, no. I said, because God's got my wife. I'm not going to fear what, what, what the devil has done to my wife because God has got her. See what he tried to do? He tried to put fear on me. Why? Because when I fear what happens to my surroundings, I'm getting out of position with God. He's trying to get me not to trust God with my life. Listen, God has got everything around you. God has got your children. God has got your wife. God has got everything around you. Don't you fear. What did he say to Peter on the boat when the boat started rocking? He said, Peter, fear not, for it is I. See, you don't have to fear when God's around. Why? Because you know he's got your back. Don't you dare fear. That's another tactic that he gets you with. What is the devil trying to do? He's trying to get you out of position with God. 
He's trying to get you out of position with God, getting you to fear, getting you to worry about your bills. Oh, yeah. He'll allow your finances to dry up just to see if you'll worry. Because when you walk in that worry, you're telling God you don't trust him. See, Jesus was trying to show us an example. When he got on that boat, he said, listen, I want you two to go to sleep because I'm going to teach you how to war and fight your enemy. What, what was he teaching us? He was teaching us, grab a bag of popcorn and lay down and go to sleep right in the middle of a storm. Mm. So you got to know your enemy tonight. He's trying to get you out of position with God because he knows it displeases God. When you worry, when you walk in fear, it displeases him. Why? Because he's up there saying, he don't trust me. That's what he's saying. Let's go back to the scriptures. Walking about seeking who he may devour. He's trying to devour you. I said he's trying to devour you. He wants to switch you as wheat. The only enemy you got is the devil, and he'll work through family, he'll work through friends, he don't care what he's got to bring you down, but you got to know your enemy tonight. You got to study your opponent, because you, and, and, and let me tell you guys something. Listen, it is awesome following God, but it is a fight, because you know why I know that? Because Paul said, I have fought the good fight of faith. Faith is a fight. It's not made for wimps. It's not made for complainers. It's not made for people that can't handle warfare. It's not made for people like that. It's made for people that wants to fight for their freedom. Guys, just ignore them. Just ignore them. Let me tell you something. Satan... He wants to devour you. Verse 9 says, Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Steadfast means faithfulness. Steadfast means faithfulness. Steadfast means faithfulness. I'm sorry, guys, my administrator's not here. These people coming here, they don't understand. Satan has blinded their minds. And I'm going to show you that here in a minute too. Let's go on. Resist steadfast in the faith. God wants you to be steady. God wants you to be steady. Resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing. Watch this, guys. Watch this. Watch this. He said, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in the brethren that you are in the world, but the God of all grace who has called us into eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that you had suffered a while. You mean to tell me God wants me to suffer? Oh, yeah. Watch this. After you have suffered a while, make you perfect and establish strength and settle you. I'm going to read that one more time. Uh, verse, uh, chapter 5 of Peter, 
1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, but the God of all grace has called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ after that you had suffered a while, make you perfect. See, God makes you perfect when you're suffering. In your suffering, God is making you perfect. That's why Paul said, count it all joy when trials and temptations come my way. God is perfecting you right in the middle of your mess. Do you believe that? That you had suffered a while make you perfect. See, your suffering is going to make you perfect. Praise God. You know, I don't question my storms. My storms, my storms develop me. My God, my God. Listen, my trials develop me. Listen, listen, when the enemy tries me, it's only developing me. That's why Job said, Lord, though you slay me, I will still praise you. You know why Job said that? Because Job knew the ending, what God was doing. Jesus did too. Why would God want his son to go on a cross? Because in your storm, when you suffered a while, God is making you perfect. Established in strength and settle you. God's going to settle you and give you strength after your storm. So if you can go through your storm, God said, you know what? After this storm, I'm going to give you some strength. Watch this. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to read this to you guys too. I'm going to read this to you guys too. Watch this. In 1 John 7, 1 John 7, 1 John 3, verse 7, little children, let no man deceive you. I'm reading you scripture, guys. I'm reading you scripture here. Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous. And he, he, even as he is righteous, verse 8, he that committeth sin is of the devil. And for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For the purpose of the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. See, God sent his Son to destroy the works of the devil. See, that's what God's trying to do through you too because greater is he that's in you, he that's in the world. God is trying to develop his Son in you to destroy the works of the devil. Watch this, guys. For his, this is the purpose he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For the purpose of the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God do not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. And these little children of God are manifest. The children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Watch this. Neither he that loveth is not, he that, and neither he that loveth not his brethren, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that you, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who had the wicked one and slew his brother. Well, we got a lot of that going on too, don't we? 
even in the church. They jealous one of each other's ministry when they need to be working together and quit slaining one another because they're jealous because God's anointing is on them and not on him. My God, my God. See, Cain was jealous of Je Cain was jealous of his brother Abel because Abel had the favor of God. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I told somebody this afternoon, guys, and I'll share this with you. Sometimes when your ministry's not going up, and I remember when Jesus come and John's ministry was popular before Jesus got here. Watch this, guys. When Jesus was here, John's ministry was popular before Jesus got here. But when Jesus got here and got baptized to John, John started uh, doubting his ministry because he said, you know, my ministry's going down, but Jesus' ministry's going up. But, but, but see, Jesus knew his thoughts, so Jesus sent word to John and said, you go tell John, because of his ministry, see, John was discouraged because his ministry was going down and Jesus was coming up. And I'm talking to people in ministry now. Listen, the devil will try to make you jealous of one another because God's favor is not on your ministry yet, but you just need to be proud of one another regardless because, listen, there was, there's a purpose for every ministry because he says, Jesus said these words. He said, listen, go tell John because of his ministry, the lame walk and the blind see. See, everybody's got a purpose. Whether your ministry reaches a 1,000 people and mine reaches two, I don't care. I don't care because every ministry has a purpose, whether it's big or whether it's small. Whether it's big or whether it's small. I'm telling you something. That's why the Bible says you can't tell the hand, not, uh, you don't need the leg. You, you can't tell the hand, I don't need the leg. No, every part of the body is important to God, whether it's big or if it's small. See, John's ministry had a purpose. His ministry had a purpose to, to prepare the way of the Lord. Your ministry might be small, but you know what? It don't matter how many people you touch. See, we're always trying to outdo each other. I got that a minister to somebody. My God, we don't need to outdo each other, guys. We, we all have a purpose. Your ministry might not be Joe Alstein. My ministry might not be Joe Alstein. My ministry might not be T.D. Jakes. But whatever God's got me doing, I assure you this, it's for a purpose. I'm telling you, it's for a purpose. Whether I reach one person, whether I reach two, whether I reach three, it don't matter. I'm telling you, God's got a purpose for every ministry he calls. I don't have to be a T.D. Jakes. I don't have to be a Rod Parsley. I don't have to be these people. I don't have to, my ministry don't have to blow out of the scene. Whatever God's got me doing, I'm gonna do. Because I assure you, it's got a purpose. Watch this. Mevel not, verse 13, Mevel not, my brother, if the world hates you. For we know that Know that we have passed from death into life because we have love for the brethren. He that loveth not his brother bideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Did you just hear that? So if you go around hating on your brother, Satan's done got you there. He's done got you being a murderer. It says right here, whosoever has, hateth his brother is a murderer. 
And you know not, no murderers have eternal life abiding in him. Herbar perceived we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We are to lay down our lives for our, for our brethren. Now, who's your brother? I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. And I know what you're saying. Well, Jason, I don't know who my brethren is. When, when, when Paul was saying brethren, he's talking about the Christian brethren. He's talking about the ones that follow Christ. But what do we do in church? I'm going to tell you all something. Church people are so mean to each other when they need to love each other more than anybody. If you're a brother and you know Christ, you need to love your brother that knows Christ. Not hate on him, not get jealous on him. You need to love the brother. When he says brethren, he's not talking about the world, guys. He's talking about people that follow Christ. We need to love one another. He said, be good to them that are household of faith. Be good to them. That's your brother. That's the very one you're going to heaven with, brother. That's your one you're going to go to heaven with, so you might as well be nice to one another. And quit being jealous and backbiting one another. I've never heard the church so bad. I mean, they'll go to church and talk about each other and everything else. You need to get to love one another. And he's talking about the body of Christ there, brethren. When he says brethren, he's talking about, Jesus said, who is your brothers and sisters? Is it your mama? Is it your daddy? No, 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 no. My brothers and sisters are those who do the will of God. That's what the Bible said. Those who do the will of the Father, those are my brothers and sisters in the Lord. And if they're sitting over here living for the devil, they're not my brother. And one of these days, and I'm going to show you that in the Word too, one of these days, God's going to pick the goat from the sheep, brother. And I'm going to tell you something. What you think is going to heaven with you and you think your brother ain't your brother. Because listen, I'm, that's why he said in Mark, he said, those who love your father, mother, brother more than me, and can't, you can't even be worthy to be his disciple. Them ain't your brothers out there. Come on. If they follow in the world, they ain't your brother and they ain't your sister. Come on. Jesus said, Jesus also said to his mother, he said, your mother has need of you. He said, who's my brother? Who's my mother? Jesus said these words. Who is my mother? Who is my brother? Those who do the will of my father. My God. Read it for yourself. It's in the word. It is in the word. Watch this. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever has the world's good and seeth his brother in need and shoveth him up in bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, now this is not talking about the world, guys. This is talking about your Christian brother and your Christian sister that follows the will of God. He ain't talking about the world. No, it's not. When he says brethren, he means, he means Christians, those who serve God. Them are the first ones you need to be good to. Oh, yeah. But we're not. We're mean to them. We just treat them. We're, we get jealous like Cain did with his brother. That's an illustration. And so you got to understand something. 
We're not of this world. We're just pilgrims passing through. That's what the word says. So we're not of this world. So whoever does the will of the Father is my brothers and sisters. That's why Jesus was, he hung around people that served God. He didn't hang around other people because that's what, that wasn't his family. That was not his family. Guys, I'm telling you something. It ain't the blood that's going to get into heaven. It's people that does the will of the Father. It's people that follow God that's making it to heaven, and that's your brothers and sisters. He said, be good to the household of faith. Be good to them. That's scripture. That is. He says, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, shall assure of our hearts before him. For our hearts condemn us. God is greater than our hearts, knowing all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. And verse 22, and whosoever we ask, whatsoever we ask, we should receive of him because he command his commandments. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Do you, do you hear this? Pleasing in his sight. See, the devil tries to get us to do things so we won't be pleasing in his sight. Are you guys getting this tonight? Because I am. And his commandment that we should believe on the, the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he's commanded us. He that keepeth the commandments dwelleth in him, and she and she in him. Hereby we know that we abideth in us by the Spirit which he has given us. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you hate your Christian brother, now I'm going to tell you something, guys. You got to try to live peaceable with all men. Try. That don't mean you're going to. But I'm telling you, this world is not your brother. That ain't what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking about, guys, I'm telling you. When he's talking about brethren, he's talking about Christians, Christian brother and sister that's following the will of God. Them are the people you need to be nice to. And you know what? If you see your brother in need, you need to help him. And I'm talking about a Christian brother now. I'm talking about a Christian brother. I'm not talking about the world. We're supposed to love the world. I agree with that. We got to shine our light to them too. But you better be good to the household of faith. And quit fussing and arguing because you, you know what? We're not like the world. I think the church needs to be the lovingest thing in the world. I think we need to go to church and be good to one another in the church before, so we can show them how we act towards one another. Well, this is my brother over here. He accepted Christ. I'm going to go to heaven with him. I got to be good to him. I got to be proud of him. I don't see that in the church. I don't. <laughs> I see people get jealous. They 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 get mad because God's not using them and and God's using him. Guys, quit. Supposed to be proud of your brother. 
Because I assure you, your ministry has a purpose just like his does. We all have a purpose, big or small. We're not talking about that, guys. Guys, my administrator just showed up, so just ignore these people on here. They don't even know what we're talking about. Yes, we're supposed to shine lights to everybody. Yes, we do. But we're supposed to be good to our brothers and sisters in the Lord, too. Thank you, Penny. People, people come in here and say the darndest thing. They don't even know what you're talking about. Anyways, let's carry on. The Bible refers Satan as a dragon. Dragons, now, now pay attention when, when Revelation, we're in Revelation 12, 9. We're in Revelation 12, 9, guys. Revelation 12, verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent. The Bible calls him a serpent. Called the devil. He's called the devil. And Satan, which deceiveth the world. See, you know why? I'm, I'm going to share with you guys something God shared with me. And this comes from God. Do you know why God has grace on us, guys? I'm, I'm going to share something with you guys. Do you know why God has grace on us? Does anybody, can anybody answer that? You know why God has such grace on us? Because we wouldn't, we were tricked into disobeying God. And he's still doing that today. And I'm teaching you guys tonight, don't be aware of his devices. Be sober. Watch him. Watch your surrounding. Watch who you hang with. You lay down with dogs. You wake up with fleas. Remember that. You ever wonder why when you hang around somebody, uh, uh, them spirits rub off on you and you find yourself coming home with them? Come on, listen, don't hang with dogs. You're going to wake up with fleas. I don't hang around dogs. You got a bad spirit, you ain't hanging around me. I Listen, I want to hang around people that hangs around God myself. Don't get me wrong. I minister to the backslider. I minister to the sinners. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the sinner. God loves the sinner. I love the sinner. I'll minister to you, but by George, I ain't, I ain't, you ain't making a bed in my house. I'm sorry. No, no, no. See, that's my secret dwelling place. See, God don't, God, God don't invite you to his front door either. You know why? Because God cannot stand sin, and you should not meet either. Guys, I'm not trying to condemn you because you're wrong. Listen, I love you. I go out to eat with you. But when it comes down to laying down, I'm not. You're not coming laying in my bed. I'm sorry. You're not. That's why people can't hang around me. You know why? Because I hang around something holy. You understand that? They can't. I've had people come in my house, swarm like a. They they swarm like ants in their pants. I ain't joking. They come in my house, they get all comfortable like you. And they, I said, brother, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like you peed in your pants. No, 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 I'm fine, brother. You know what it was? The demon in him was getting irritated. Why? Because he was around something holy. See, I don't hang with just anybody. 
I'll talk to you, I'll minister to you, but when it comes to my dwelling place, my house, you better watch it here. Because you know what? That's where the swarming goes on. And that's where everybody's thinking, well, Jason, you want to invite me to your house if I'm a sinner? You know what? If you come to my house, if you're a sinner, you're going to walk out with that demon off of you. I don't like demons in my house. I'm sorry. This is the place that the God dwells. You know who lives in my house? Jesus and God. You know who lives in my temple? Jesus and God. When you come in my house with that demon, I swear you're going to be uncomfortable because you are going to have to leave or the demon is. My God, I feel the boldness of God now. I had two people in my house. I'm not going to say any names. They come in this house. I didn't feel a peace in this house one bit. And I said, God, let them let the demons go or they have to go. I did. I said that that night. I said, either they're going to let them demons go out of them or they're going to have to get out of here. Listen, I love people, but I do not love the demons they carry. My God, I don't. Why? Because I don't make my bed with demons anymore. I used to. I used to hang out with demons. I used to have them myself. But you know what? Christ set me free. And you know what? Now I hang with the holy, and, and I can't hang with the devils anymore. Or the devils and people neither. I love people. They're made in the image of God but I don't love what's inside of them. If you got devils in you, you can't hang with me too much. You'll, you'll come uncomfortable. You'll be uncomfortable around me. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it is about Brother Jason's house. I get uncomfortable when I go in there, and I don't know why. I've had people tell me they won't even come to my house. By the way, I ain't paying no attention to you. God needs to open your eyes. Listen, I'm just about finished, guys. Just about to wrap this up. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now comes salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God. Watch this, guys. Now comes salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, the accuser of a brethren. Listen, here's another trick I'm going to teach you. You ready? You ready? When somebody's around you accusing people of their sin and constantly picking out somebody's sin and accusing somebody, you better get away from them because they got a devil in them. Why? Because they have a devil in them. Because listen, he is an accuser of a brother and is cast down which accused his accused them before God day and night. The devil don't rest either. He works day and he works night too. My God, I'm reading the word. That's the word. Bye-bye.
my administrator's at work. Watch this, watch this. Watch this. Accuser of a brethren cast down and accuse them before our God day in and day and night. And verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame what? By the blood. See, Satan tries to accuse you when you mess up. He tries to get you. Listen, he wants to condemn you. He wants to condemn you. Watch this. And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. You know how you're going to overcome the enemy? By the blood. It was the blood. Listen, if we do sin, we got an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ. Listen, guys, don't fall down and give up and get discouraged when you make a mistake. Repent and see the chicken. I tell, I tell my wife, I say, you know what? God needs to throw the chicken. Why? The chicken, the chicken represented conviction. Conviction. The chicken. Why did I say the chicken? Because that's what made Peter repent. He said, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crow. The cock started crowing and he repented. See, when you see a chicken, that's God telling you, repent. Just repent. Lord, I'm sorry. Help me not to do it again, Lord. That goes for you too, Coco. That's why you're getting a chicken job. <laughs> It's easy. All you got to do is repent and say, God, help me not to do that again. I'm learning. Watch it. Watch it. And they overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony is going to help you. Your testimony is experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch this. Therefore rejoice, you heavens. Dwell in them. Woe unto the habitators of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. Watch this. Watch this, guys. I want you to get this. Because he knoweth he has but a short time. That's why he's working overtime, guys, because he knows his time is short. He knows his time is short. Listen, the devil is working on you day and night. Do you understand? He don't, listen, he is working right now. He's ready to devour you. He's ready to come at you. He's ready to send every tactic, the kitchen sink, the bathroom floor. It does not matter because he does not want you by God and in God's presence. He don't want you there. That's why Paul said, I have fought the good fight of faith. It's a fight, baby. When I wake up in the morning, I got to get my soldier suit on. I got to get up and say, you know what? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Listen, you got to get up with a war tactic on you. You got to be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is coming around like a roaring lion. He's coming at you with everything he's got. He's coming at you using family, friends, cousins, mothers, even children. He always works through people, guys. The only way the devil can get to you is through another person. I bank you that. 
It can get to you through your boss. It can get to you through anything. It tells you in Ephesians 6, guys, put on the whole armor of God. God is looking for a soldier today. He's looking for a general he can, he can call to and say, Jason, can you handle the heat? Can you go handle it? I heard somebody say the other day, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. God is calling us to war, guys. I'm telling you, there's a war out here. You know what the war is? Satan is trying to separate us from God. He's, he's been trying to do it for thousands and thousands of years, and he has not gave up not one time. He is, he is on his battleground. I'm telling you, he is waiting to devour you. He's waiting to swift you as wheat. And don't you dare get comfortable and don't you dare get sober and don't you dare sit here with your rifle. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like war. We always got to be on the watch. We always got to be on the watch because the enemy is right around the corner. You always got to be held on. A, they teach you that in military. I'm telling you, when you're in a war field, they teach you, I, listen, the rest of you can sleep, but I got to have a watchman for the third hour. Guys, we can't rest. We can't relax in God. Well, God's got this. Praise God. I don't have to be watching out for no enemy. Let me tell you something. The devil will sneak up on you in two minutes. I always watch my crowd. I always watch my circle. Why? Because that's the only way he can get in. I evaluate every person I come in contact with. Why? Because I want to see if the enemy can get in through people, because he can. He can get in through people. He can talk nice. Oh, I'm a Christian. Bless God. Does not matter. You better watch the tactics he's using. Come on. Ain't it kind of funny? Somebody comes in your life, things change. You ever, you ever think about that? Uh, ain't it kind of funny? Uh, everything be going smooth and somebody just out of the blue comes in your life and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose for some reason? Ain't that kind of funny? You, it seemed like you was having peace and joy and, until somebody stepped in your life. Ain't that weird? Ain't that weird that Jonah was on the boat and his storm come around Jonah and all of a sudden they said, you know what, why is this storm around us? And they looked at Jonah and Jonah knew it. He's after me. Ain't it kind of funny? You've been married to people for so many years and it seemed like you could get nowhere but you marry another person and it seemed like you'd go uphill. Come on! I'm trying to show you your enemy. And some people will not leave demons, guys, I'm telling you. Some people loves their demons. They love them. They don't want to give them up. Better be careful who you hang with. Let me tell you something. I don't hang around dogs. To me, dogs, like I say, you, 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 the old saying is, my grandpa used to say, you go to sleep with dogs, you'll wake up with fleas. Got to have discernment. Amen. That's, that, 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 that'll preach right there. You got to have discernment. Guys, you got to be awake. You got to be sober. You know what gets you drunk? Sin. You know what gets you drunk? Flirting with the devil. That's what gets you drunk. He said, be not drunk, but be sober. Be not drunk with wine, but be sober. 
Listen, when you're drunk, you, 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 can't, you can't look at your surroundings. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And I'm about to wrap this up, guys. About to wrap it up. Watch this. And the dragon saw that he was cast on the earth, and he per persecuted the woman, which brought forth a man-child. Verse 14. And to the woman he given two wings like a great eagle. I got here we go with the eagle again. I love eagles. I love eagles. Those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up like wings of eagles. When, when, listen, I'm going to tell you all something. I studied on an eagle last night, and you know an eagle, his wings, some of, some of these eagles' wings go out to six foot. And I assure you that them wings get out, and, the, and this is what eagles actually do. When the wind hits them, they just glide. Just like this. You see, God don't want you to be flapping and working, flapping and working. He wants you to stretch out and let the wind carry you. What wind am I talking about? I'm talking about a great wind that's from the east and from the west. Listen, the Holy Ghost is like a great mighty rushing wind. Listen, when you got that Holy Ghost, all you got to do is start doing this. Just let the wind carry you. Come on. The eagle has taught us something tonight. Just let the wind carry you. But you got to... You know what? When you, when you when you got your arm like this, that's surrender. <laughs> All you need to do is surrender and let God take control. And the Holy Ghost will get you through a storm like you no other. Listen, all you got to do is trust in him and let his wind blow. And what am I talking about wind? The Holy Ghost. He's like a mighty rushing wind. He'll float you right through that storm just like you. You'll be like the eagle. Listen, storms should not scare you. Storms should make you. Storms should develop you. Let go and let God. That's it. You just fly through that storm. Say, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen to my job, but huh, I'm going to fly. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen to my money, but whoa, I'm going to fly. See, God wants us to be like the eagle. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I got cancer. I'm going to fly. Because <laughs> I know God's got me either way. That's how God wants you to fly. Just let the wind carry you. And that's what an eagle does. The wind carries it. Now watch this, guys. One more. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to this. I'm not I'm not gonna go to all this stuff, but I want to go to this last thing. I want to teach you about his tactics tonight. Listen to me. Listen to me. Satan is a supernatural accuser of mankind. Yes, he is. In heavenly court and working for God occurs three times in Zechariah chapter 3, 1 through, 1 through 10. Satan stands at God's right hand to accuse. Joshua, the high priest, only to have an accusion of sprung. In Job 1 through uh, 2, Satan questions the sincerity of Job's righteousness before God in the midst of the heavenly council. You know what he said? He said, Lord, he only blesses you because you bless him. And you know what? You know what God said? I said, I'll tell you what. Take everything he's got, but you can't have it so it's mine. You know why God did that? Because he knew Job was can able to stand the storm. He knew his relationship with Job was tight. 
It didn't matter what he had to go through. He, he said, Lord, though you slay me, I will still praise you. I'm going to fly. I'm just going to let the wind carry me through this storm. Come on. Who am I talking to? I'm going to let the wind carry me through this storm. I'm just going to spread out my wings, and I'm going to allow the wind to blow. What wind am I talking about? The Bible said the Holy Ghost is like a mighty rushing wind. Just let him blow on you. I'm telling you, storm, listen, God is trying to tell you, I can make you fly through storms. I can teach you to go through a storm with a smile on your face. I can teach you to ride through a storm and go to sleep like Jesus did on the boat, bless God. He said, put me a popcorn, I'm going to sleep in this storm. That's what you need to do. God's got you, my friend. God has you. It don't matter if you're facing cancer tonight. It don't matter if you're facing leukemia tonight. It don't matter what you're facing. I, I dare you to go to sleep in your storm. I dare you to go to sleep in your storm. Listen, we're persuaded. We're troubled. We're perplexed. Look, you can bend me, but you can't break me. You can turn me, but you can't, you can't flip me. Why? Because David said, I'm like a palm tree, baby. You can bend me all the way to the ground, but I'll pop right back up. God is making a warrior out of you. God is making a warrior out of you. Hallelujah. Guys, I'm going to give you a chance tonight to be blessed. I want to give you a chance. We, we, are, we are doing a lot of things in the Lord. We are doing, we, we're fixing to have a rally up here in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Uh, we are taking up offerings. We, we do a lot of outreaches. If you want to get to know us, go to, uh, um, to GodSavingMinistries.com, get to know us, whatever. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you an invitation tonight. And my invitation is this. Guys, we need your financial support just like your prayer. We need your financial support just like your prayer. But I'm going to give you an opportunity. And what I'm saying is, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, and this is what he says. He says, listen, I'm not getting something from you. I'm getting something to you. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be blessed tonight. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to help us reach people for God this year. Listen, and it takes money, guys. I'm sorry, it does. It takes money for us to do these things. I pay for this radio broadcast. I, I, I run podcasts. We're, we're, uh, we do uh, uh, motorcycle outreach rallies, which is going to cost us five grand, probably about five grand with all the advertisement and everything. But we are doing all this for God. And this is what you're giving to tonight. When you give to this ministry, you're giving to these things. And I'm going to give you opportunity to be blessed tonight. I am. I'm going to give you opportunity. God just laid it on my heart. He said, son, give them the opportunity. I, I'm sorry. I don't have Zell tonight, sister. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, we do. No, we don't. We don't have Zell. We have Venmo. We do have Venmo. We do have Venmo. Uh, and we also have Cash App. And we also have PayPal. And we also, you can go to the website and give tonight, too, at... Uh, GodSavingMinistries.com forward slash 
uh, partnership. You can give on there. You can also give at the PayPal. But if you guys want to give, just let me know on here. PM me and let me know. Uh, but if you want to give tonight, I'm going to give you the places you can give at. Uh, <coughs> you, can, you can give at uh, Cash App, uh, God Saving Ministries, Cash App, God Saving Ministries, the number sign, money sign. And guys, this is only for people that want, want the opportunity tonight to help and obey God in your giving. And it's important to give, guys, because you know what? The next person, we casted out a demon the other night out of a person out of um, um, in Canada. Um, these are things we're doing, guys. We're, th we're, we, we're actually, uh, can I try the website then? Yes, you can, sister. It is godsavingministries.com. Just go on there and go to the partnership page, and it should pull up our PayPal where you can give monthly. And be careful with this because you can give monthly or you can give a donation of one time. Make sure you push one time. That is godsavingministries.com forward slash partnership. Or you can just go to God Saving and go to partnership, and it should help you there. Um, if you want to give tonight, that's up to you. Um, I'm not pressuring nobody. I'm not begging nobody. I'm just giving you an opportunity to give tonight because, listen, guys, you help us reach people for God. You know that. And just like you help a doctor, just like you help a doctor go out there and, 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 and nurse people. You know what I'm saying? He's got to live just like I do. You're welcome, fruitful things. Thank you, sister. Thank you so very much. Um. We appreciate your gift too, sister. We appreciate it. I just feel tonight we need to give. We we need to give. We need to obey God in our giving tonight. Listen, God will bless you. I promise you, I, I'm a giver. You know what I'm saying? We support this ministry. Of course we do. We support other ministries too. And guys, I know people think it's all about money and here we go with the money stuff. Guys, listen. You don't know when you give, you help us reach other people that's suffering with depression. This lady the other night, she, she'd been suffering with this thing for years. And God delivered her. This is what you're giving to when you help us. Listen, this outreach we're doing in, in uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, uh, in June this year, we're doing an outreach. We're going to be reaching lost bikers. We're going to be reaching lost bikers. Listen, when you give, you help with that. Those are what your gifts going to. Listen, you you enable me to go do what God has called me to do. Listen, you you help these things, and God will bless you. I promise you. I'm a giver myself. I know when you obey God and you're giving, I'm telling you, you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. So if you want to give tonight, guys, once again, it is uh, we have a cash out. God say uh, the cash out is the money sign and God saving ministries. Or you can give at PayPal, paypal.me forward slash Jason Leopard, or you can give on our website at godsavingministries.com. Go to the partnership page and you can give one time or a monthly. If you want to give monthly, 
God will bless you for that too. But it's up to you. It's up to you. Help us share the gospel of Jesus Christ tonight. And guys, we, we, we have a goal this year. We're going to reach 10,000 people for God. Listen, I want to be about the Father's business. I do. I want to be about the Father's business. I want to be about the Father's business. But guys, that's all I have tonight. Thank you so very much for being in here tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you in the Lord. We love you. Listen, if you don't know Christ, we still love you anyways. And, and don't worry about it. That God has shed light on your eyes. God has shed light to you. I assure you that. All righty, guys, we're out of here. Thank you for tuning in. God bless everyone. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And we're out of here, guys. We're out of here.